Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today we're going to be on false teachers and their destruction found in the New Testament, 2 Peter chapter 2, and we'll be reading from the New International Version, the NIV. And as we go along, I'll make a few comments. Let's begin. Again, Second Peter, chapter 2 in the New Testament, and using the NIV. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. Verse 3, in their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. Verse 4, for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, Verse 5, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought, brought the flood on his ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. Verse 6, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Verse 7, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed, by the depraved conduct of the lawless. Verse 8, For that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. Verse 9, If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the ungodly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. Verse 10, this is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial be beings. Verse 11, yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such beings when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. Let's stop right there for a minute. So as we just read there, you know, if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, right? And it even says putting, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment. And, and even in Noah's days, you know, those people... It said that um, they became ungodly and, you know, uh, just doing all kind of ungodliness where it was so bad that God had to, uh, that's where the flood came and he had to flood the earth to kill them all, except for, for Noah and his family. But he also had Noah, while he was building that ark, which took a hundred and some years, preached to them about what was going to happen and they they paid no attention. And back then, they didn't have rain. Uh, the The ground would water the plants and everything. It would come from the, like a mist 
from the ground. So that was new, but that was what God said. But even then, God warned him and warned him over and over for a certain amount of time. And this has been going on for a long time, uh, you know, on the earth since since Noah's time. And even Christ came, God's God, the Heavenly Father, His Son, came, and He preached. And he told everybody about the good news, the gospel, and that through him we can be saved by repenting of our sins and putting our trust in Jesus alone. But yet you have people rejecting God all the time. And you can just look around you uh, in America and around the world, especially in America, but we've come a long way down. A lot of people said we went over the cliff. Now, we've been over the cliff a long time, so we've... We've went beyond that if that was impossible, but you can see it all around you. So that's why you have people in fear and everything else because they're scared, you know, because they don't have any hope. They don't know God. They're not. The Bible says no one is looking for God, you know. And I know when I was coming up, I wasn't looking for God until I started started wondering about you know dying and all this stuff and then i started wanting to know about god and then god revealed himself through different ways through people coming up and talking to me you know witnessing to me and all this kind of stuff so it's just something to think about you know yes god's a loving god but he's also a holy and righteous god and he's not going to take all this for, but for so long plus when we die which we're all going to die you know, where will you be going, heaven or hell? Uh, see, God, he gives you free will, so you can choose. You can choose not to have anything to do with him or whatever, don't believe in him or whatever the case may be. But the end thereof will be eternal torment in hell. And that means we're not only separated from God, but you're going to, be, you're going to have a, a body that cannot be destroyed. And you will be burning continuously, feeling the pain. Hollering and screaming, there's going to be de demonic beings there torturing you every second, every minute. It's a really bad place. In fact, you can go to, if I'm not mistaken, Luke, I think it's uh, either chapter 16 or chapter 19, where it talks about um, the rich man and Lazarus. That's a good one to read. You know, and, and then you also got to consider... Why do we have preachers and why am I doing this? I don't get paid anything. I just do this because I love people. I don't know you, but I love you and I want to see whoever's listening go to heaven. I don't want to see you go to hell. You know, but those who never repent of their sins and ask God's forgiveness because we've broken all, all of his moral laws, everything. We can't keep him. Lie, steal. You know, uh, make a God in our own image, which we have in our minds. We all have a different God and all that. So so we've all, we've all, all you got to do is break one and you're guilty of all of them. That's why we do this because we're trying to reach as many people as possible as not to go to hell. Okay, let's continue reading and starting at verse 13. And remember, it's second, the New Testament, Second Peter. Chapter 2, and we're going to be continuing in verse 13. 
They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes, revealing, uh, excuse me, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. 14. With eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce and unstable. The unstable, they are experts in greed and a cursed brood. Verse 15. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bizarre, which, which Balaam was a, f a false god that uh, they, they served back in the, um, the Old Testament, who loved the wages of wickedness. Verse 16. But he was rebuked. Oh, excuse me. I mean, I, I mean, not Balaam. Um, Balaam was uh, he was actually a, a false. He was a prophet who turned against God, but yet he kept. You know, he couldn't deny God, so whatever came out of his mouth was God. I was thinking of uh, uh, Balaam's Balaam or something like that. I'm sorry. Let's continue. Who loved? The wages of weakness, but he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. Madness. Verse 17. These people are springs without water and mists driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them. Verse 18. For, the, for they mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. Verse 19, they promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For people are slaves or to whatever has mastered them. Verse 20, if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to return and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. And the last verse 22 of them, the proverbs are true. A dog returned to its own, returns to its own vomit and a sow or a pig. That is washed, returns to her wallowing in the mud. Wow, that's powerful stuff right there. Let me read you some salvation scriptures. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, the NIV. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Now, Second Peter chapter three verse nine: The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so, I think for forgiveness, because we know we're guilty. Matthew chapter four verse seventeen: From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, "Repent." 
for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is Joel in the Old Testament, chapter 2, verse 13. And rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and re repenteth him of the evil. Revelation chapter 3, verse 19. As many as love, I rebuke. As remember, as I love, I rebuke, and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Here's some of my favorite scriptures right here. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, the King James. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth in righteousness, with the mouth confession made of salvation. In Romans chapter 13, King James. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So... So what's next? Well, let's see how good of a person you are. Let's do the good person test by going through the Ten Commandments, which allows you to see where you're at with the Lord. Okay, let's take uh, the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. We all make gods in our own mind who's happy and satisfied with everything we do. We do nothing wrong. You ever notice that? Yeah, that's called making a god in your own image. So we've already broken that one. And same as you shall not make any idols, you know. We love things, houses, cars, stuff, whatever ourselves, right there. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You know, that means, you know, using God's name as a cuss word. Hmm. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And that's, you know, the day of rest to keep it holy and, be, and go and worship God and everything. How are you on that? Number five. Honor your father and your mother. Have you done that? Number six, you shall not murder. You know, Jesus said if you if you hate somebody in your heart, then you've already, uh, if you hate somebody, you've already committed murder in your heart. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. You know, Jesus said if you look at another person with lust, then you've already committed adultery. Number eight, you shall not steal. Have you ever stolen anything? It don't matter. It doesn't matter how much it's worth or anything. It could be a paper clip, a pen, or whatever. You borrow something, never bring it back. You didn't stole it. So you see, God's standards are so high, and ours is so low. Uh, the ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness. That means lie. Have you ever lied? You know, we've all lied. Even not meaning to, but we still. And the last one, number ten, you shall not covet. That means what somebody else has. So how do you match up? To remember, you break one, you broke them all, according to the Bible. So, see, no one can keep it. That's why we need God. See, we've all broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. Therefore, we're guilty in needing a Savior. And that's why Jesus came when he was on the cross. What he said there was, it is finished right before he died, which meant he, pay, he paid the price we were supposed to pay. You know, so, but how do we come? Will we come? Through faith and by asking, you know, by asking God for his mercy, we need mercy and forgiveness of our sins.
And so that's what you need to do right now if you're listening and you haven't done that. Ask God for forgiveness. Say, God, forgive me, Lord. I desire your mercy. Lord, I ask for your mercy, Lord, your mercy. Like if before a judge and you're guilty, you know, you throw yourself on the mercy of the court, you know, and you ask, you know, to be spared or whatever. And Jesus paid the fine on the cross. So it's like you're standing before a judge and you got a bunch of speeding fines and someone pays them off, he can legally let you let you go. That's what Christ did. He paid the, the, the horrible price that we should be paying. If you come by faith, you can, you can still choose to rebuke him or you can, you can still choose to not have anything to do with God, not have anything to do with Jesus and don't want to hear anything. And at the end of your life, you'll find yourself in hell because you've rejected God and he gave you every chance in the world. He's done everything for you. All you have to do is come by faith, you know, with a sorrowful, contrite heart because, you know, you're guilty. We're all that way. So let's do that. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, those that are listening to this message, Lord, I ask you, Lord, Father God, that you touch their hearts and let them understand and everything they've heard today, Lord, Father God, help them take it in their heart, Lord, and understand why they need you, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Let me give you a few resources. All this you can um, you can find on YouTube and on YouTube, yeah. That's Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, or you can go to R.C. Sproul, Vodi Bakum, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, AnswersinGenesis.org, Wall Builders with David Barton. He, he gives you Christian history, uh, especially from America, wallbuilders.com, Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. You can watch 23 Minutes in Hell with Bill Wise. It's a good video. It's really short but it gives you everything you need um, if you would like to to go to our website it is all lowercase it's bible-education-institute.webnode.com and our email um, if you'd like to write us if you need a bible glad to send you one bible it's all lowercase bible education institute at gmail.com Remember, when you, if you're listening to this on uh, YouTube, uh, click the bell and subscribe. And we're also on Rumble. You can click on there, too. You can find us on um, uh, the many uh, podcast platforms. And that would be Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. And we're also on Amazon and Audible. You can find us there. And also, I recommend you go to online to put in the search the search bar there, T TCT Network, and you can watch two really good shows. One is called Faith in History, and that's history around the world of you know of uh, Christianity and everything by William Federer. And you can learn about the Old Testament with ancient Jewish wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lapin, and he teaches you the Old Testament. It's very very good. And if you would like to get, um, you know, if you need Bibles or books or whatever, you you don't have to get them new. You can get them used at a really good price. You go to Thrift Books, Abe Books, that's A-B-E Books. And, you, and, of course, you can go to Amazon, uh, Amazon and so forth like that. So until next time, remember, read the Bible dead without fail and do what it says.